Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. God is good. And all the time. Don't want to break that habit. That's a good habit to have. Talking about how good our God is. Now last week, I presented the word for this year. And Rick is already, he man, he is fired up about the word. I don't know if you could tell that or not. I like your hat, man. I have to have a hat like that. <laughs> last week we talked about 3-2-1 launch. Now, last week I threw a lot at us. Amen? There was a lot that I shared of what we expect in 2023. And as I shared all of that, I was praying this week and I was asking the Lord, Lord, what are the next steps? You know, we can be so focused on a building, but we need to be focused on the steps that we take to the building. Come on, are you with me today? We, and, and, and the Holy Spirit came all over me, and I, I, I called forth to my uh, board of directors for wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And you know, that, that's why we have the council. To call upon them and ask them what we need to do for our next steps. Because I, I threw a huge vision at you. It's big. I mean, whether it's the church that we're looking at or whether it's another church down the road, I don't know. I'm just trusting God. And I told you that we're doing this by faith. I would love to say that we have all the funds in our account right now to be able to just go purchase the buildings that we want. But we have to trust the process. And, and so as I called for help from our uh, board of directors, <laughs> I, I, I was talking to one of them, and, and he always gives me the same answer. I asked him, and I said, what do you think we need to do? What do you think? I've casted the vision. What do you think we need to do? And the man of wisdom did this to me. He turned it around, and he said, I don't know. What would you do? Man, there was a big pause on the other side, and I'm like, something on the inside of me just sparked. I, I, I said, I, I don't feel like I need to go out and tell every, or, or uh, go out and, and, and try to collect all of the money for the, these buildings. I feel like I need to call it forth. Come on, are you with me today? Sometimes you just got to call things forth. And, and he said, well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? I said, I can't do it myself. I can't do it myself. And he says, so what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I said, well, I'm going to take it to the church. And I'm going to challenge the church to call on God. He said, well, what are your plans for that? And I mean, Holy Spirit just came all over me, David. And he said, 
This is what the Holy Spirit said. He, he said this. That I'm to go before the church and tell the church this. As a pastor, and I'm going to do this myself. Are you with me? I'm going to, I, I've already got my days figured out, day figured out. All I'm going to ask from the church this week. Now some of you can do this and some of you can't. I'm going to call forth a three meal fast. A three meal fast. I'm not saying you have to do it all in one day because some people you you can't can't do a do a meal because you have to take medication, okay? So if if that's you, find something else to fast besides food. But I want to challenge you to to fast just three meals, okay? There's a significance in three. Why? One, we have the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Another, Jesus died on a Friday and he rose on a Sunday. Three days. (laughs) He was only dead three days. And and so the Lord told me to, to, to use three meals this week. This week only. And when you fast those three meals, now if, if you're a, a pop drinker or a coffee drinker, keep drinking it, okay? If you drink alcohol, stop. <laughs> I want to get that clear. <laughs> do that because if you do that, if you do all three meals in one day, you're going to have a headache, you're going to have, this, you're going to have withdrawals and all of that. I, I'm not calling you to do that. I don't want you to get sick over this. But I do want to stretch you with your meals. Now, now my meals are going to consist of this on Monday night. Anything after 3 o'clock, I'm not going to eat on Monday. Monday evening. This is how I'm going to do it, okay? Because it's actually a civil day. If you look in the Old Testament, you'll find out that a civil day starts in the evening time and, and it goes all the way around to the next day to the afternoon. And, and so my meals are going to be Monday night, Tuesday morning, and Tuesday at lunch is what I'm going to fast. Okay? I'm telling you that as a pastor because that's what I'm going to do. I'm not, now, I can call forth a fast for you in these three days, but there's two things that you need to do. When you fast, number one, you fast, but then you've got to pray. Now, now, don't just go to work and, 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 and skip a meal and work through your meal. You need to pray during that time. Okay? You need to pray during that time. And so what I have, and this is before I get into my message today, I just wanted to share this because my message is about fasting today, and I wanted to share why we fast and what the importance of fasting is. This is what I want you to pray on. I've got three things for you to pray. Okay? Note takers, I need you to write these down. If you're going fast, I need you to write these down, okay? Fast three meals this week, and as you fast, pray these three things for the church, okay? For the church. This is what I want you to pray. Number one, pray for the new building to be debt-free. Come on. Pray for the new building to be debt-free. I, I, we're, we're, we're going to step into a new building. 
This year, we're going to step into a new building. We're going to step on new land. We're going to step on in new territory. Number two, the first thing I want you to do is pray for the new building to be debt-free. Number two, pray for revival for the church, for souls to be saved, delivered, and healed. Now, can we come in agreement to do this? Pray for revival for the church. How, how are we going to grow the church? The great revival that is about to break out. The great revival. There's a revival that's about to hit this city. That this auditorium can't hold. That's why I'm asking for the new building. I'm preparing us for the mighty revival. Now, now we might have to have the revival start here. And we might have to have everybody pick up a seat and take it to our new building. That's okay. Okay, we can all file in and just walk right down the road. So pray for revival for the church, for souls to be saved, delivered, and healed. And number three, pray to be able to launch all the ministries that we talked about last week. All the ministries we are wanting to see take place this year. This year, we, we want to, we we're, all we're doing is stretching you a little bit, okay? And I believe that if we come together in unity, something big is going to happen. Now, this is what I want you to do for the church. These three things, these are the three things I want you to pray for the church. Now, now this is what I want you to do for your personal life. Because it's not just going to affect the church, it's going to affect you too. When you fast these three meals, this is what I want you to do. I want you to write down three personal things that you want God to do for you. Come on, three. Ask big. Pam said it in, in, in the tithes and offering. Ask big. Believe big. And receive big. Expect big. <laughs> Expect God to do this. Now, I'm putting a challenge upon our church, epicenter church, because epicenter means the center point above an earthquake. And I believe that that earthquake is called revival. And revival is about to erupt upon Oklahoma City, where we're going to see people saved, delivered, and healed. We're going to see your loved ones come back in. Now, I want you to see something today. Prayer changes things. Now, at the beginning of this year, on January 2nd, on a Monday night, we seen something happen that was powerful that hit our nation. Come on, our prayer team knows what it is because I got a message as soon as it happened. As soon as it happened, Miss Andrea said, we need to be praying. We need to be praying. And I, I, I want you to see something here. I, I, I want you to see what happens when we come together and pray. The resurrection power of God will fall. Now, Josh, show me that picture today. This is the picture. Come on. Of two teams that came together and knelt right there in front of the whole nation. Come on, they didn't care about who saw it. They didn't care. I mean, we're talking big linemen. 
300-pound men that were crying because one man laid dead before all of them. And what did they do? They prayed. They came together and prayed. Uh, they came together in unison. Not only them, but there were many people across this nation that began to cry out for God to help this man live again. They resurrect, God resurrected this man to God be the glory. He went home that week, from the hospital, come on, I'm, I'm telling you how big our God is and how God is bringing our nation together all through one sport where everybody watched them. That was the same sport that almost divided our country. And God brought it all back together. Just with one man. God, if God can do it for them, God can do it for Epicenter Church. God wants to bring forth a revival that will not stop. One of the things that I casted out to you last week is I wanted to see our church open every day of the week. I pray that's a service every day of the week. I pray it's a service every day of the week where people can't get enough of God. They're so hungry and thirsty, and they want more. I, I pray we have so many baptisms, water baptisms. Come on. You know, when you have a water baptism, that means somebody's life changed. And they want to confess it in front of everybody. They want everybody to know what happened to them. Uh, that's what a water baptism is all about. It's the confession of their faith to let everybody know, this is what happened to me. This, I pray this next year, I didn't add that in my notes last week, but I'm adding them now. I pray that we have so many water baptisms that my fingers become wrinkled. Come on. Come on, you've been in a swimming pool long enough, you know what I'm talking about. Because when you come out of that pool and you've been in it for a long time, there's some wrinkles that come all over your fingers. <laughs> You, I, I pray that that's how many people that we baptize in water this next year that will make my fingers wrinkle. Come on, where's your faith at today? I believe people are going to come in from the north, the south, east, and west. Now today, the title of my message would be titled this, The Power of Fasting and Prayer. The power of fasting and prayer. I'm calling our church to fast and pray. I'm calling you forth to fast and pray this week. Three meals, that's all I'm asking. Three meals. I'm, I, I am believing God that many of you are going to receive your breakthrough and your blessings through this fast. Now, I'm talking about fasting Younger people and older people. All of us are part of this. Amen. You want to see a youth pastor come forth? Start fasting for him. You want to see him come forth? We're, we're looking for one right now. You want to see him come forth? Start fasting. God's going to direct their steps right into this place. But I also strongly 
believe that before we can go into a time of fasting and pray, we need to be properly understand what happens when we fast and pray. We need to know the power of fasting and prayer and how the spiritual discipline can radically change our lives. By definition, fasting and prayer is when we intentionally stay away from the regular physical sustenance for, for the express purpose of seeking the face of God. Let's look at the power of fasting and prayer. Look at Matthew chapter number 6 and verse number 33. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be given to you. Today I feel that there is going to be an outbreak that is about to happen to this city. There's a shaking that's going on in this nation. Just as it happened in the NFL, I believe it's going to happen in the church. Hallelujah. We got to seek first the kingdom and that's what we're going to do through this fast. Number one, I'm going to give you your points early, okay? Number one. Fasting for your breakthrough. Number one, you have to fast for your breakthrough. When you need God's wisdom for any kind of breakthrough, you need to fast. You know, let me give you my definition of fasting. It's giving up your right to be right. And saying, God, I'm going to give up what makes my belly get big for you. I'm going to give that up. You know what that means? I'm not getting popcorn on Monday night. I like my popcorn. Those that gave us popcorn for Christmas, thank you. Oh, you gave me a mixture of stuff and it tasted so good. But I got to give that up on Monday. Because I'm seeking out the wisdom of God and His power for not only our church, but for my own life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all of these things will be given to you. We got to seek Him first and He'll add blessings continually. Now, I, I, I want to direct you to a man that he does a fast every year. And, and, and I love listening to this man because he's a man of wisdom and he's anointed. If you don't like him, I'm sorry, but I'm going to talk about him. His name's Jensen Franklin. Jensen Franklin has a yearly fast every year. He does the 21-day da- Daniel fast. And get ready because next year we're going to do it. We're going to start, that's how we're going to start our year off. I, we're, we're, we're building to that level. Come on. We can make it through this week. We're going to build to that level. Is that all right? We're going to stretch a little. Now, if you want to fast more than three, day, three meals, that's okay. Go ahead. Do as many whatever God tells you to do. But I, I want you to hear what Jensen Franklin said because this is a guy that is seasoned. He's experienced. Okay? Jensen Franklin said, Some of the greatest financial breakthroughs in the history of his church have come during a fast. 
Can, can I just rephrase that? He said during, not after, but during a fast. I'm believing big things are going to happen this week. I'm believing this Thursday we're going to already have testimonies of what God is doing in your life and what God is doing through this fast. In fact, he received, this is Jensen Franklin, he received his first $1 million offering from a member when he was on a fast. Remember what we're asking for. We're asking for about two and a quarter million dollars for our new church. God can do it. God can do it. He, Jensen Franklin also said, time and time again, God has moved in incredible ways on the church's finances and his personal finances during seasons of prayer and fasting. If you seek a closer walk with God, consider fasting. Consider this week, three days, just consider it, those three meals. That God would take you in a deeper walk. If you are in desperate need of a breakthrough, then you need to fast. If you desire an accents, access of uh, intimacy with God, you need to fast. Now let me give you a list of biblical characters who fasted. This is like the MVP MVPs of the scripture, okay? Of people that fasted in the Bible. Moses, the lawgiver, fasted. David, the king, fasted. Elijah, the prophet, fasted. Esther, the queen, fasted. Daniel, the advisor to kings, fasted. Anna, the prophetess, fasted. Paul, the apostle, fasted. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, fasted. And there's so many more that fasted. I'm just giving you the MP MVPs of fasting. Fasting is more about gaining a closer relationship with the Lord and pressing in for the breakthrough you need and less about what you're giving up. Which is food. It's about less than that. It is God's will to bless His people. And He loves nothing more than helping you do that and we cannot do this without Him. Because He is going to get all the glory. Come on. It's not going to be about a man. It's not going to be about a preacher. It's not going to be about the person who gives. It's not going to be about that. It's going to be about God. I mean, what is this church? What is our motto? Motto is Epicenter Church is a place where we love God and we love people. And it's all about Jesus. We want Jesus to be glorified in everything that is done, everything that is said, everything that will happen to this church. We want it to bring honor to him. Not, the, not for man. Come on. Not that man will get the credit, but that God will get all glory, all honor, all praise for everything that happens. Everything. I mean, that job promotion you're about to get. 
You might be seeking out a job promotion. God, give me a promotion. God, multiply my finances. God, fill my bank accounts up. I, 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 have you written down your list yet? I already did. Take time and write it down while, we're, while I'm preaching this. Because the Holy Spirit's going to give you those three things and they're going to happen so fast it's going to make your head spin. When you set yourself apart from your normal routine just to spend more focused time with God, it moves his heart. And it not only moves his heart, it moves his hand. God wants to bring increase to your life. Fasting helps release the increase. When people in the Bible fasted, it not only brought deliverance from crisis and situations to unsolved problems, it also released financial resources, come on, and increase into the hands of God's people. God turned the whole situations around. Why? They were seeking after God. They were seeking, this is what they were doing. They were seeking after the blesser and not the blessing. So many times that's what we get so focused on. We get focused on the blessing and, we, and, and that becomes our God. We need to seek after the blesser, which is God. And when we seek after him, his hand going to reach down and say, Hey, I'm just going to shift everything for you right now. I'm going to bless you beyond measure. I'm going to turn it all. I'm going to turn your whole situation around. I'm going to bless you. How many are ready for God's hand just to bless you? Mm. I mean, it's a blessing when you go into a, a restaurant. Somebody takes care of your meal. I had that happen this week. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. It's a blessing when God changes everything around. He is the source for increase in all areas of our life. Fasting helps release the increase from the spiritual and the physical world. That's what it does. In Daniel chapter number 2, and you look like you need a scripture. Daniel chapter 2 verse 21, it says, He changes times and seasons. When you fast, it changes times and seasons. He disposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and acknowledges uh, to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. Those that will diligently seek God. See, when, when I tell you to fast... I don't want you just to not eat. I want you to seek God. Watch the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit that will come in your life when you get your eyes off your food and your eyes on God. Something happens in the supernatural and you're going to feel it deep down in your spirit when it begins to happen. The moment you write down the day, the hour, and the moment that you're going to take and fast three meals. There's something that's going to happen in the spiritual realm. Now you are going to get attacked. And tempted. Come on, that's whenever everybody's going to be calling me up saying, Hey, you want to go eat lunch on Tuesday? No, I can't. But I'll watch you eat. And you're going to have to watch me pray. 
You're going to want to take me to dinner on Monday night? Yeah, I'm going to have to watch you eat, but you're going to have to watch me pray. Because we're going to reach heaven. You may get convicted over that steak you're going to eat in front of me. But you can bring it on Tuesday night. <laughs> Number one, fast for your breakthrough. Number two, God gives us clear direction when we fast and pray. God wants to bring clear direction. See, that's why I went to the board and I asked their counsel. I asked them, what do we need to do next? And they asked me, what do you think you need to do? And then Holy Spirit came all over me and said, I think we need to fast. I think we need to, I think we need to set out a, a, a time and pray. And we need to do it in unity. Just like them ball players did. You know what they did? They all got together in unity. They grabbed a hold of their hands. They grabbed a hold of the altars of God. They didn't care who was filming them. They didn't care who saw them. They bowed their knee and they called out to God Almighty. For a healing in their body. That's what we want to do as a church. We want to come together. And we want to call out to God. Because God's not only going to bless our church. But He's going to bless you. He's going to bless your business. He's going to bless your area of your life. God wants to pour out His Spirit in this season. And in this time. God is prepping us for the three, two, one launch. That is about to launch across this nation. See, people go from a long ways away. To see the space shuttle go up. Come on, they do. And they can see it from a long ways away. Their eyes are on that. Well, get ready. Epicenter Church is about to launch. Hallelujah. People drive many miles just to see the space shuttle being launched. People drive from many miles to see Old Faithful in Yellowstone. Launch. That geyser. You know what? People are going to drive and people are going to fly from many miles away. When the geyser of the Holy Spirit erupts in this place. Because we're coming together in unity. And when we come together in unity, the anointing of God begins to fall. I don't know about you, but I want to. It's not about the church. It's not about the building. It's about the relationship we have with God. And if we can, if out of this week, if we can get closer to God, it's going to take you to the next level. The blessings will be outpoured in your life no matter what. They'll be dispatched for you. Fasting will give you a clear direction. It's going to open up our eyeballs. Come on, it's going to take the scales off our eyes so that we can see His will clearly for each one of us. Each one of us. Deuteronomy chapter number 9 and verse number 9 through 10 says, When I went up to the mountain to receive the tablets of, the, of stones, the tablets of the covenant that the Lord had made with you, I stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. I ate no bread and drank no water. The Lord gave me two stone tablets inscribed by the finger of God. On them were all the commandments the Lord proclaimed to you on the mountain of out of the fire 
on the day of the assembly. Symbol. God wants somebody to know that you're about to get the direction. It's going to come forth on a tablet. It, when, when you're praying and fasting, get you a notebook. Come on. Because on your notebook, when you're fasting and praying, God's going to give you scriptures. God's going to give you words of knowledge. God's going to give you understanding. Come on, for your direction, he's going to, he's going to, and you need to start writing them down. Start writing them down. What, what do you need the, the pen for? To write it down. What do you need the tablet for? To write it down. Not only do you need just to write it down, but you need that pen so you can do the checkoffs. Come on. Somebody did, I, I'm asking for some big things. If you could only see my, thing, my, my tablet, I'm asking for some big things. I'm asking for things for Epicenter Church. I'm asking things for my personal life. I'm asking things for my evangelism ministry. I'm asking some big things. I got some big things that are on this list. But I'm about to check them off. Come on. Write them down and get ready to check them off. Write them down and get ready to put a check mark beside them. Because God is about to fulfill His plan for your life, for my life, for this church's life. Hallelujah. Some big things are about to come in 2023. God just says, trust the process. Mm. We got to just trust the process. See, Moses went up before God in fasting and prayer. And God Himself gave Moses... A word for the people. A word that was to direct their lives. We need God to speak to us. You need God to speak to you through this week. We need God to direct our lives. We need a word from God. See, why did I ask you to get this notebook, note paper and, and pen? So that you can write down that revelation. Because you're going to be testifying about Bridget. You're going to testify about it. Hallelujah. You're going to be dancing. You're going to be crying when you're testifying. <laughs> Come on. It's not just for Bridget. It's for you too. You're going to be dancing. You're going to be crying. And you're going to be testifying. I'm going to be dancing. I'm going to be crying. And I'm going to be testifying about the goodness of God. He's about to give somebody some new keys. New keys to a house. New keys to a car. Hallelujah. I don't know who this is for today. But I just, I just sensed in my spirit, God is about to give you a deed. A deed. Hallelujah. All we got to do is ask. Ask. Hallelujah. Number one, fasting for your breakthrough. Number two, God gives us a clear direction when we fast and pray. Number three. Are you ready for three? Fasting breaks the chain of consistent sin. Fasting breaks the chain 
of consistent sin. See, in Ezra chapter number 10 and verse 6 and 7, the Ezra withdrew from before the house of God and went to the chamber where he spent the night, neither eating bread nor drinking water. For he was mourning the faithlessness of the exiles. And proclamation was made throughout Judea and Jerusalem to all the returned exiles that, he, that they should return to Jerusalem. One of the biggest problems in the church today is consistent sin. It is people who do the same thing over and over and over and never eliminate it out of their life. Because when the Bible says sin will birth into sin, and it will birth into more sin, and then it will birth into death. And the Lord is saying today, we, the chains of consistent sin is going to break off. Come on, it's going to keep you from being in bondage any longer. The most cases, consistent sin... Unbreakable habits, addictions, alcohol, pornography are symptoms of a deeper spiritual problem. This is a chain that Satan has people bound with. It is what the Bible term says, the yoke of bondage. It's what's cling to you. And, and the Bible says in Galatians chapter number 5 and verse number 1, it says, Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. God says, get ready. I'm about to break the yokes of bondage. I like what Isaiah says. It says the yoke of bondage will be destroyed. In the King James Version, it says destroyed. It means it's not coming back. See, when God breaks it off of us, destroys it off of us, it's not coming back. But God is about, through this fast, is about to break the bondage, not just over you, but over your household, over your family. God is going to break the curse that the enemy has put upon your life. See, it can be something that, was, that happened years and years ago. They got seated in your life at a, at a young age. And see, if you look at a seed or a small pebble, and you take that small pebble and you put it on a mountain full of snow and you let it roll off, what happens? It gets the snowball effect. And that means it gets bigger and bigger. And the older you get the more you hold on to it and the bigger it gets. And the Lord's saying, I'm going to break the bondage, come on, of consistent sin, the snowball. See, it's not about the snowball. It's about the small pebble. Come on, if you want the bondage broke off your life, it's about the small pebble that's in your life. And God is about to break off the small pebble that is snowballed in your life. And it has caused you to do the things that God, that you don't, that God doesn't want you to do. The consistent sin in your life. That snowball. Because you haven't let go of the past. 
God says, I'm about to break it off. I'm about to break the... See, we, we look at it and it's big. But God looks at it and he sees the pebble. You just need to remove the pebble out of your life. You just need to remove the pebble out of your life. And Galatians 5.1 will happen in your life. That... And don't, do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't be entangled with the pebble anymore. The reason we cannot seem to break free from consistent sin, the reason we always go back and do the same thing over and over again, is that there is a spiritual chain that Satan has used to yoke us to these habits. We've got to break the pebble off. Come on, we got to break the pebble off. Number one, fasting for your breakthrough. Number two, God gives us clear direction when we fast and pray. Number three, fasting and prayer breaks the chain of consistent sin. Number four, and this is my final point for you today. God gives us an answer to our prayers when we fast. He will give you the answer to your prayers when you fast. Now, I'm going to prepare you for something because when you ask, we always just expect to receive. But what if God tells you no? Ooh. That's not, I'm sorry, that's not even in my notes. That's just extra today. Uh, what happens if God just tells you no? We just need to move on. Mm. We need to move on. Because God's got big... God may close the door for a reason because He sees what's on the other side of the door. What if He says, no, I don't want you to go through that door. I'm ready for Him to close it. Because my prayer is, God, open doors that need to be open and shut doors that need to be shut. Because there might be a reason. Hallelujah. Down the road, it may knock you into sin where you don't need to be anymore. It may take you back to the road that you was on. But God wants to turn it around. So why you're seeking God, if He does tell you no, move on. Move on. Move on. Move on. Why? Because the, God gives us the answer to our prayers. Now, He may say yes. And He may release it that hour, that moment, that day. He did it for Jensen Franklin. He can do it for you. I mean, He, he did it for Jensen Franklin's church. He can do it for our church. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says in Matthew chapter number 7 and verse number 7 and 8, it says, Ask Come on, everybody say ask. It will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. And then verse 8 says, Everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to the one, to him who knocks, it will be open. God is about to open some doors through this fast. He's about to open some doors wide open because God is a good God. But in order to reach the heart of God, sometimes we got to go beyond the ordinary. 
in our fast. We just need to fast and ask God. See, I heard this story about a man that it really ties along with fasting. What does fasting really do for us? I heard this story, and I think it was Tony Evans that shared this story. And he said this, he said, There was a young lumberjack and an old lumberjack that had been around, seasoned lumberjack. Well, that young lumberjack challenged the seasoned lumberjack. And he said, I want to challenge you in one day, I can cut down more trees than you. And he said, you're on. And so the day came. They got together. And they started. That young lumberjack got out there and he just hammered and hammered and hammered, knocking trees down. And he looked over his shoulder to that older uh, seasoned lumberjack. And that older seasoned lumberjack, he was sitting down, taking a break. That younger lumberjack was like, I got this guy. There is no way he's going to beat me. I haven't stopped. I'm keeping on and keeping on. And I'm knocking down more trees than he can knock down. By lunch, he looked back over his shoulder again. And that seasoned lumberjack was sitting down, taking another break. At the end of the day, they got back together. They counted. The younger uh, lumberjack counted his lumber that he knocked down, all the trees, and then the seasoned one uh, uh, counted his. And the seasoned lumberjack had one-third more trees knocked down than this younger lumberjack. The younger lumberjack said, Sir, how did you beat me? I worked all day long. And the seasoned lumberjack looked at him and said, when you looked at me and you saw me taking a break, you thought I was taking a break from my physical body. I was taking a break so that I could sharpen my axe. Come on, can I tell somebody today? When you're fasting and you're praying for the long haul, you're going to accomplish more by fasting and praying. Because when you stop and fast and pray, you are sharpening your axe. Woo! And something in the spiritual realm is going to happen. It's going to get activated. And you're going to see more happen this week in those three meals that you fast and pray than you've ever seen in your whole life. We as a church are going to see more happen in this week than we've ever seen happen. I'm expecting the biggest thing happen this week. I'm expecting that phone call. I'm expecting that visit. I'm expecting that time where somebody's going to say, I need to meet you at the church. Come on, are you with me today? Come on, somebody needs to expect that time when you walk into work and they say, hey, I need to talk to you. Don't get scared because the Lord's saying, I'm about to bring a promotion to your life like you've never seen before. Hallelujah. God is sharpening your axe. Woo. 
It may look like you're just sitting there. But while you're sitting there, start praying. Because you're sharpening your axe. Come on. Fast and pray. While you are sitting there, begin to fast and pray. Sharpen your axe. You're going to take down more trees this week than you ever have your whole spiritual life. And those three meals, I feel the Holy Spirit on this. And I could have called for a longer fast, but the Lord said, no, three meals this week. I don't know why. That's just all he told me. You may be going, what, Pastor, it should be longer than that. Well, if you think it should, then you do it. This is what the Lord told me to do. Okay. This is what the Lord told me to do and told me to tell you to do. So try it. <sighs> three meals. Three meals. Fast three meals this week. And as you fast, pray these three things for the church. Pray for the new building. To be totally debt free. For 2023. Pray for the new building. To be totally debt free. <laughs> can, can I tell you something? Things happen when you pray and when you obey God. I, I, I felt the Lord told me that we were supposed to take some land there in Kingfisher. And so... Uh, I told Iris, I said, I'm holding on to it. It may happen. It may happen 10 years from now. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. But the Lord told us to take our sandal and throw it on the property. Come on. And so we did. Because that, that's in the, in the Bible that tells you when they did that, they were declaring that land for them. And that's what we did. They have the property exactly how we want it now. And only one house has been built on that property in five years. And not another house has went up. Why? Because I believe it's because we threw our sandal. It ain't going to happen until they give, ask for my blueprints. Whether it's in Kingfisher or whether it's in Oklahoma City. I'm declaring land for somebody today. Hallelujah. I'm declaring land for Epicenter Church. I'm declaring land for you today. Prayer changes things. And when you put it to action, things happen. I don't know why I told you that story. When you fast, pray for the new building. <laughs> There are going to be 50, 50 shoes out there on that property. <laughs> Where are these shoes coming from? <laughs> They're all different sizes. They got high heels. They got flats. They got tennis shoes. They got sandals. And it's all been thrown on our front porch. <laughs> Do what God tells you to do. <laughs> Pray for the new building to be debt free. 
I drive by and I see some red shoes on that front porch. <laughs> I know whose they are. They're Rick's. <laughs> oh. No. Second. Second thing to pray, pray for is pray for revival. For our church and for this nation. For people to get saved, delivered, and healed. Number three, pray for... Pray that we'll be able to launch all the ministries we are asking to do for this next year. It's big, church. It's big. That's why I'm calling you to fast. Just three meals. Three meals. And then... Start praying over your personal things. Start praying over your personal things this week. And keep praying until they happen. Keep praying until they happen. Sharpen your axe. Come on. Somebody needs to sit down, fast, take time alone with God. And pray. Can, can, I, can I encourage husbands and wives? When you get to your personal things that you're praying for, pray, pray for them together. Pray for them together. Pray for them together. Iris, we're going to pray for them together. Pray for them together. Watch what God's going to do. There's going to be an explosion that's going to happen to your personal life, to your personal walk with God. Praying for a spouse, men, praying for that Ruth, not that Jezebel. <laughs> Women, <laughs> praying for that Boaz and not that Bozo. <laughs> Keep praying. It's going to happen. Keep praying. It's going to happen. Watch what will happen at the end of this week. Next Sunday, God's taking us to the next level. Amen. Three, two, one, launch. Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.